Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes crossed the blockade into Old Corvosa and encountered several deranged individuals behind the quarantine wall. Now deep in Vencarlo Orsini's residence, looking for his whereabouts, Mir and Vec find themselves on the receiving end of Assassin's Blades. Will our heroes become more casualties to the enigmatic Red Mantis Assassins? The Cursed Campaign continues now. to be assassinated wow very timely reference. boy this is uh we're cooking with gas today guys this is gonna be a good one yeah i wonder what the creed of these assassins is oh, i've come man. to destroy you <sighs> taking me on an odyssey in the beginning of this uh this year episode oh boy chris nail on the head nail on the head uh like two episodes ago and you were like this is yes. what's gonna happen <laughs> i'm happy i'm happy to finally uh experience them it's all it's all coming together which it just well played by the queen, I think, yeah, to, yeah. to try to try to pull all this off. Yeah, real queen's gambit here. Yeah. Looks like it's paying off. I'm excited for you guys to experience Red Mantis Assassins for the first time because obviously they're pretty entwined in this campaign. This is when they were introduced and they're like a very prolific organization in the Galarian lore and they show up a lot more times in various other adventures and they're like pretty legendary for being, you know, a varied group of killers, but like very good at killing. Yeah. Um, and there's not like a ton of other like assassin no, yeah. organizations in Galarian. It, it reminds me of like the dark brotherhood from, uh, from the elder scrolls games in that it, I, you know, I don't even really know in, in the lore how they get recruited and stuff, yeah. but like they're on media Gulti Isle or whatever. Red Mantis always struck me as like a weird name for an assassin group. And I know it's it's off of the god Akachek, which kind of looks mantis-y, but it's like, yeah. is it a chi- chicken or the egg thing? Did, did they did they design the god first? And it was like, okay, well, now we're going to have an assassin group off of them. We're like, we need a cool name for an assassin group. Let's make the god based off of this kind of vibe too, you know? Yeah, I'm kind of curious about that too. I mean, it's very cool that the god is also the assassin of gods, mm-hmm. like kills other gods. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that in the world, the most prolific assassin organization would like worship that God. But yeah, I wonder, I wonder if they were like red mantis is a really cool assassin name. Let's make a big bug that assassinates people. (laughs) (laughs) I I suspect it did go that way. Red. I could, I think having no historical context. And I bet some people on our discord probably know this from like talking to Paizo folks or just knowing the lore, maybe a little better than we are, but like, Red Mantis Assassins is such a cool name. And I think that you can work backwards and be like, uh, you know what would be cool if they had this like religious slant to it because there's like an assassin god. Well, Red Mantis. Okay, how do we do that? Like, I think that might be how it went, but who knows? I got another equally cool name for you. Blue Butterfly Assassins. Yeah, they worship good. Well, Black Butterfly would be if, you wanted, a, if you wanted a god to be because a black butterfly is a god. I want a new blue butterfly god. Yeah, so I'm yeah. going to call it blue butterfly. <laughs> Desna's shadow too. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. 
I think it's it's kind of funny that they they go whole hog on the outfits and stuff. I showed you guys the art of mm-hmm. these, but um, it's like that's not a very assassiny. Like red's not an assassiny color, You're, right? You like stand you know, out. stand out. It's it is worse than the Assassin's Creed thing because everyone jokes about those games that like oh who's the assassin hiding in the crowd it, it's probably this dude with like a scimitar on his sword and like armor but like he's just blending in with all these monks these guys look like they walk straight out of a freaking parade like yeah like to have a bug head for for yeah. your helmet is a little bit uh a little bit hard to cover up mm-hmm. maybe it's such a statement at how good they are that you know, you don't actually see them until they're ready to kill you, but yet they're still like walking around and sneaking with all this shit on. Yeah, I guess in a world of magic, like obviously these guys were invisible until they struck out at you. Mm-hmm. Like in a world of magic, maybe you don't need to have clothes that blend in as well. Yeah. Yeah, this way they just strike fear in our hearts as soon as they appear. Yeah, their their outfits more like an emblem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh shit. <laughs> we're fucked. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh if you had an assassin organization, what would you name it? Hmm. We got Blue Butterfly, I guess. No, no. If I was actually going to run one, I wouldn't call it that. What would you call it? I I would call it the the whole. The, it would be an actual sneaky organization, and we call ourselves the Nothing Personnel. The Nothing Personnel. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Because you, st- yeah. it's the classic phrase you say, "Nothing Personnel Kid," when you teleport behind someone Ooh. and kill them. But then you, who are they? Oh, they're in the nothing personnel. I think it works really well. <laughs> so you wouldn't have any specialty in the way that you kill anything besides that saying? Like your team wouldn't have like a specialty in the way that they kill? Yeah, they teleport behind you and kill you. And you don't even okay, know they're there is... until they do that. <laughs> and then they just say nothing personnel. They whisper that into your, they say nothing personnel, <laughs> kid. And then they stab you. But they don't pronounce it nothing personal. They say personnel, like the meme. Yeah. It's a, it's a meme. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a meme bit. We, we got it. Got it. I think I would name my group the tradesmen and the the point of the assassins group is it's like it started as uh, like disgruntled working class that were you know part of the various trades um, you know carpenters maybe even like miners like uh, you know obviously Galarian doesn't have electricians but builders that kind of stuff and they all use like the tools of their various trades. They they're trained not only in the trade that they go into, but also like how to kill with like carpenters' tools or how to kill with mm, like yeah. you know. Oh nice, that's nice. pretty good. And so they like they infiltrate by via being like very good at the jobs that they do. Yeah. And then like dismantle the the like upper class. Like they're they're specifically like targeting like high value mm. targets like mm. monarchs and that kind of stuff. And that's how they sneak in. Yeah, I was thinking yours is very sneaky. Yeah. Target walks up to the house, tries to open the door, grasp the door to open the door, gets electrocuted to death. Classic <laughs> calling card. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking a little more out in the open. I was thinking of the Sinful Supper Club. And because mm. like that's a really common uh, thing that people will like have. At least it was. It used to be a really common thing like in what I would consider closest to Pathfinder time where people would like have these like clubs where they would go and they would eat. And usually there was some sort of entertainment and sometimes that went on the sinful side already. So like I could have all of these people who are coming there 
willingly, regularly, but also I think it would be great if they're experts in poisons and discreet methods of killing these people who either attend the clubs or if they go to an event as an entertainer, they would be part of that. So I was more thinking lots of poisons based, but also the sinful supper club. You want a bunch of people who are well-versed in poisons to have dinner together regularly? I would, no, 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 no. <laughs> I would like people to come to the supper club, mm. this club, the sinful supper club, mm. expecting entertainment and good food, mm. but then to be poisoned occasionally. But like, you can't do that all at once. You gotta, gotta like, gotta be slow about it and you have to invite new people in and like you're dismantling the, usually the affluent upper class who are going to be coming in and paying like a lot of money for these and then why would anyone continue going after <laughs> because, <laughs> because it would need to be accidents <laughs> it would need to be slow acting poisons and then you also mm. like but they need to you gotta get a reputation first of having a good club and then you have the ability to like have influence and then people would like probably want to hire you to come out and uh have because you have to have entertainers right you have to have a good entertainment act are you gonna like sweeney todd it because that's kind of like the same concept. Sweeney Todd being a barber that like was a very good barber and but then just started, Fleet Street. Yeah, just started killing people. But then like they made the people into the pies and the no, bakery downstairs. There's no need for cannibalism. Well, that's a good cover. Pretty sinful mm-hmm. cover. You got to get rid of the bodies. It is unless I unless you make it like slower acting poisons or you just like. You're giving the body away to whoever hired you to kill the person. Damn, we're having a lot of stew in these supper clubs over and over again. <laughs> Weird. Also, just really quick before I have thought of this, uh, just fun side note. I Googled like assassin group names and I clicked on the first link that came up. Guess what it was? It's a hundred badass assassin names for kids, like for, for moms who want to name babies. Uh, what? I want to name my child after an assassin. <laughs> my kid's for the streets. <laughs> Really starting them out right in the world. Yeah. Damien the Blade. Well, welcome into the world, Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, uh, I also have one. So I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach, but it'll have a fun twist. Don't worry. Um, I'm going to take the like Frank Reynolds from Always Sunny approach with his like shell holding corporations that sound that he funnels money through like he has like wolf cola is a big thing so i would do like something like uh like high level holdings limited or something just something completely generic so it can fly under the radar but in the in the spirit of having fun i think my assassin organization would have a slogan and that slogan would be Assassins, gas assassins, or grass assassins, no one dies for free. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Damn. Oh. Well, I don't think my assassin organization would have quite as fun of a tagline, but (laughs) uh, they would be called the Shadowcraft Syndicate, and it would be a network of crafters all across. Uh, the country that pass messages through their stitching in their craft. So it's like coded uh, so they can't get found out because it's it's just in the crafts. And- oh, it's like what's her face in A Tale of Two Cities, right? She was knitting the like the blanket she was knitting was all code. For- yeah, I, I think that was a or at least I've heard of that being an actual method of communication is code in your stitching of like a blanket or something to pass messages. 
Neat. Mm. That's cool. I want to read a book about that. Uh, I think it would be fun. I should look into that. <laughs> well, these assassins are also just fun and silly, huh? <laughs> are just super fun and silly and <laughs> not a threat at all. You guys slap on the wrist. <laughs> They say, oops, sorry. We're oh, just oh, a little bug. Oh. Goodbye. <laughs> but I do have to give out a hero point. Uh, this one is going to Vec for Ooh. the uh, role play with the old lady. And this one comes from Alex. Every time I close my eyes, I see Vec's face. I haven't slept in months. What are you doing to me, Steve? Why are you doing this? Ooh. Hey, I'm glad that you're able to connect with this character in such a special way. And you're welcome. Glad you're enjoying the show. And thanks for the hero point. Well, when last we left our heroes, they ventured into Old Corvosa and found several disturbing things as they made their way through the city to Ben Carlo's Academy, which they found burnt down. That was, you know, a, a disturbing image in and of itself, but... Sylvie remembered that Vincarlo lived separately to the Academy, and so you went to his house, which was unlocked and appeared to be unoccupied until you found in the lower foyer and the upper foyer lit fireplaces. You smelled the scent of distilled alchemist fire around the house, and when we very last left you, two Red Mantis assassins appeared from invisibility and slashed out at Mir and Vac. And so I'm going to go ahead and resolve those attack rolls. And then we'll get into combat. This one's coming at Mir. This will be against your off-guard AC. Okay. It is a 35. That's a critical. Okay. I'll get your regular critical and then I'll add the sneak attack critical. So the regular critical is 30 points of damage. And then 14 points of sneak attack damage for a total of 44 points of damage on that crit. I'm at half health. Next hit is coming at Vec. Ooh, buddy, 38 to hit. 38, and I am off guard, is a critical. Yep. (laughs) So here comes... The first part of that crit damage, 22 points of damage, and then 24 points from the sneak attack for a total of 46 damage. Oh, God! As this sawtooth saber just buries itself in his back. And now, we're going to go ahead and enter initiative. I'm going to roll perception for this initiative to perceive getting stabbed in the back. That sounds good. I'm going to go ahead and roll stealth for mine. I only rolled a three on my initiative for a total of 20. Okay. How about Diego? Diego has a 22. Sylvie? 18. And Vec? 15. Bringing up the rear. Okay. That's tough because both Red Mantis assassins are ahead of the party and they both have a certain roguish flare that allows them to get folks flat footed as long as they beat them in initiative so the chirpy red mantis assassin the one uh, that's in front of Vec 
is going to swing once more at Vac. That is a 37 to hit. Yep. Okay, first part of the crit is 34 points of damage. Second part of the crit is six points of damage for a total of 40. Jeez. Where are you sitting? So the life oracle is fairly tanky as opposed to others. I have 26 hit points left, but I originally had 112. (laughs) Jesus. He is then going to produce an alchemist fire from his hip and toss it into the fireplace, making the room erupt with flames. Is that two actions he's doing that? Yep. So the three squares in front of the fireplace begin to burn. That is its turn. Now it is the flexible red mantis assassin who is going to attack Mir. Every square in this room is full except one which is on fire. Cool. It's like (laughs) a crit against Mir. Yeah, 35 is a crit. Who will then take... Hopefully not 44 points of damage again. Uh, that's doubled. You're going to have to double that. Sorry, I rolled right 38. So 38 damage. And then 12 more damage. How are you doing? I am unconscious. Okay, so you're dying. I'm dying. You're dying too, because that was a crit. Yeah. Then we'll attack Gaken. And with the three on the die, is only a 19. Yes. And we'll then put up a crimson shroud. You see this mist appear around the Red Mantis assassin. Next in the order is Diego. Okay, Diego is worried about our healer going down here. So I think what he's going to do is try to cast Mirror Image and activate the Enigma Mirror to give... Back one image, basically. Okay, I'll take it. Thank Your you. image. Got three images now. That's two actions. Not raging yet. I think he just wants to go ahead and just take an initial swing at the Mantis Assassin that's within range of his scythe, the one right next to Vac. So here comes a strike. 23 looks like a miss. Yes. Alright, that's his turn. Okay, uh, let me see if this happens now. Okay, yes. So you have ended your turn next to the fire. I need you to make me a reflex save. Okay. 23. Meets beats. You're going to take half of this. Half two points of fire is one. Okay. So it doesn't seem very hot or super hot when you're next to it. You think if you were in it like this Red Mantis assassin, you might be dealing with a different situation. Okay. Speaking of, I need to make the Red Mantis Assassins reflex save. Crit succeeds. All right. Uh, Mir would move in front of the Red Mantis Assassin, so it is not her turn. It is Sylvie's turn. Ooh, this is not looking good. I give you permission to stand over top of my body. I think that's what I have to do to actually get up there. Before she runs in... Uh, Sylvie knows that she needs to keep herself up since both healers are uh, not looking great. 
So she casts Mirror Image on herself, and then she moves up. She stands over Mir's body and approaches the assassin. Oh boy. Next in the order is Vec. Oh boy. Bad times abound. So, geez, Vec is in the middle of this melee, basically sandwiched between two of these Red Mantis assassins, and I gotta get him out of there. So the first thing that he does is take a quick step into the square that was just vacated by Sylvie. Thanks for making room. And then is going to cast a level four heal against his friend who just got eviscerated onto the ground. Mir. So here we go. This is the two action, of course. I appreciate this. I got you. I got you. Yeah, you probably got your only fire putter out or unconscious on the ground, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the waves drew in. Second specialty here. So, cool thing is I'm holding that, that life staff, so I'm getting a little bit more of a static bonus to this mm. healing. This is going to be 4d12 plus 38. Let's see what we can do. A little south of uh, middle damage, but that's 58 points of healing. I'm going to go ahead and... Pop the reaction halo for Mir. That is going to be four more points. You're netting a total 62 back in the game. Yeah, that's that's really, really, really big for me because I only have 88 points in total. <laughs> so you're you're pretty close to full up, but these crits are nasty business. Yeah. And he's scared. Vex at about a quarter health. He's bleeding from the back and the gut. Um, holding himself together, panting, but now he's out of the direct line of fire, at least. And that's the end of his turn. So am I wounded one? You're wounded one, yes. And you are prone and have dropped whatever weapons you were holding. It is the fire's turn in initiative. I'm going to go ahead and roll a d4. Three. So the way I'm ruling the fire, it's obviously not intelligent. Um, it's going to move to the most flammable spots on the map right now, which are the training dummies here and then, unfortunately, Diego's square because the other two squares are empty. So, Diego, you're now in the fire. This will... Let me see if... You have to do it on the fire's turn or your turn. I think you have to do it on the fire's turn. Okay, so the way the fire works is any creature that ends its turn next to the flames has to make a reflex save or any creature that is currently in the flames. So you're going to have to make me another reflex save because the fire has spread to you. And I'll give you that reflex save again. All right. Let's see here. Okay. 26. 26 is good for half, so... Ooh, would have been 20 fire damage is only 10. Okay. Whoever has that uh, ring of fire resistance looking, it's sitting pretty pretty right now. You do notice, Diego, because you're right here in the combat, you notice that that red mantis assassin seems very unfazed by the fire that mm-hmm. is surrounding them as if they have prepared for a flame combat. That makes sense. At the start of the round two, it is the chirpy red mantis assassin who is going to 
attempt to tumble into Diego Square and back. This will provoke, um, but I'm going to see if I can beat your reflex DC in order to get you flat-footed. Okay. And that is only a 22. Just barely misses that, but I will take my attack. Go ahead. 33 to hit. 33 is a hit. Okay. Um, Some damage. 20 points of slashing and a little bit of bleed. Can... D6 a bleed. Can Sylvie also attack? Uh, No, he's going like Ah, straight in. And then he's going to... Unable to kind of work your defenses. He's going to strike once at you, which is a 38 to hit. Yep, that's a crit. I just realized I have a warding trail tattoo, uh, which gives me resistance to damage from hazardous terrain and environmental hazards. Oh. I'd call that this. Yeah. Yeah. So... So I wouldn't can... have taken the first point of damage. I would have ta- I would take two off of the... Mm-hmm. So I got three back, basically. Okay. And then you take 36 damage from the crit here. And then this one as well puts up a crimson shroud with its final action. So that red mantis begins to bleed from uh, Diego's slice and then will attempt to recover from the bleed, but with only a five does not. All right. Now it's Mir's turn. Mir's prone on the ground with no weapons. Um, but Vec is right next to her. And so she can reach out and battle medicine Vec. Hell yeah, thank you. Because I don't think I've done that on you yet. No, it's a new day. The assassin to the north does not seem to reactive strike oh. at you. Wait, hang on a second. Uh, I forgot my mirror images for that crit. Oh, okay, yes. Okay. That would be regular damage then, and it would pop an image. Yeah. Uh, let's see... It was 36, so it would be 18. He doesn't have any special at, or does he? Let me check. No, it's not a, uh, not like a deadly or anything, so it'd just be 18. Okay. Okay. Well, I will be doing Battlemas and on Beck. It's a 17 on the die, and so that's a critical Ooh. success uh, for 23 points of healing to Beck. Lovely. Thank you so much. And I am going to throw on the effect so we don't forget that you have unhealed. Awesome. And in moderate curse, unfortunately, that is going to look a lot more like 19 points of healing. But that's the, that's the give and take of yeah. being an oracle. All right. And then next action is going to be to cast Spout <laughs> on one of the burning sections. I, I can't. I don't want to get Diego's. So I was going to get the burning section next to Diego because I feel like I'll have to hit Diego that way. Uh, yeah, you'd have to hit Diego to cast Spout in his square. Or maybe I cast Spout in this one with the burning red mantis. Yeah, get two for one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll do that. Hmm. So I need a reflex save. Can do. Ooh, not very good. Looks like a fail. Oh, awesome. That's good news. All right. And that's going to be 16 points of damage. And that, I'm hoping that that actually goes out. Yes, that square of fire goes out. Uh, That was three actions. Figgy act on his own. So when he's this big, how far is his reach? He has 10 foot reach. So he's good to attack. Yay. All right. So yeah, he's going to bite out at this. Sounds good. Bites over Diego. Yes. Man, that's crazy. That thing just chomping. All right, 17 on the die for a 32. That's a hit. Okay. 
All right, that is going to be close to max damage with 23 points of damage. Good damage. And that is everything that Figgy and Mir can do. Okay, I need both Figgy and Mir to roll me this reflex save. What's happening? You're both adjacent to fire. Ah. You're not in fire, so you won't take as much damage, but you're adjacent. Uh, Figgy got a 35. Takes no damage. And Mir got a 28. Takes half of two, which is one point of fire damage. <laughs> okay. Who's got the fire ring, That's by the Sylvie. way? That would be Sylvie. Ah. Nice. Conveniently out of fire. I was just curious. (laughs) Next is the flexible red mantis assassin who is going to attempt to tumble through Gakin Square provoking from Sylvie. Yes. So my acrobatics against Gakin's reflex DC is a 20, which probably doesn't do it. That does not. I roll higher on these tumbles. All right, and then Sylvie will take that attack of opportunity. Unfortunately, she still has the disrupting rapier out, but it can still do damage. Ooh, that is a 19 on the die for a 37. A 37 is Woo. crit. Nice. All right, that is 33 points of damage, and you are off balance because of my attack until the start of uh, my next turn. Or your next turn. What level are you? Uh, we are level eight. Oh no, this doesn't apply to that, so you're good. So he's off yep. off guard. He is then going to I guess attack at Sylvie first because of the um, well, now these guys are intelligent enough to recognize mirror mm. image. So he's going to attack a Gakin. Interesting, after Gakin stopped him cold. Yeah. That's a 29 to hit Gakin. That hits. Dealing 11 points of damage. And then he will raise his Crimson Shroud. And it, you think, works kind of like a shield. Next up is Diego. Okay. Diego's going to rage. And I think probably step out of the fire and then is the, the flexible red mantis assassin, is that off guard for everyone? I was he's just yep. yeah, off guard in general until the end of Sylvie's mm-hmm. next turn. Or okay. start of her turn. I'm gonna swing at that one then. Okay. Scythe coming out. Thirty-two. Thirty-two is a hit. Awesome. This should be a bit more. I'm doing negative spirit damage here. So a little extra void damage after the remaster. 29 points of slashing, void, and a little bit of uh, persistent bleed. All right. That's my whole turn. Sylvie, you're up. Sylvie will attempt to tumble through the uh, red mantis square right in front of her. Okay. That is a 36. 36 is a successful tumble. Awesome. So she is now in Panache, and uh, the off guard went away, but will stay for Sylvie now because of Tumble Behind. Okay. And then Sylvie will switch to the Grievous Rapier and attack the Red Mantis that is off guard to her. Are you using a finisher or yes. just regular attack? thank you. I'm going to use my bleeding finisher. Okay, first time yeah. seeing this in action. Mm. 
Exciting. Now, do note, the guy is already bleeding. I don't know if that changes your opinion. You can make him bleed more. Yeah, I guarantee you're going to do more. Yeah, I will. I'll give that a go. I want to try this new, new finisher that I have. All right, let's see it. All right, that is 35 to hit. 35, because he is off guard, is exactly yes. a critical. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. All right. do again? Uh, so Adam's he is going to take <laughs> persistent bleed damage equal to my pers- precise strike finisher damage. So let's see what that is. I wonder if you roll it, if it'll give it to me. I'm a little afraid of Sylvie. I'm staying on her good side. <laughs> oh my gosh. 65 damage. There's a lot of damage. Hey, no, I'm very afraid of That's <laughs> terrifying. I rolled pretty well. Um, so let me see what the the precision damage was 3d6 and that was 15. Okay, so is now bleeding Yo. 15. <laughs> no big deal or anything. Here, let me put in, uh, the bleeding finisher in the chat just so you can have that. Oh, uh, that's... <laughs> I, I'm happy about that attack. That's a hair more than a d6. And she's no longer in panache. <laughs> Oh, and then uh, because that was a critical, it's made uh, off balance or it's off guard. Yep. Again. Yeah. Okay. I've got his off guard still on. No change there. Just change the D6 bleed to 15 bleed. Ouch. It's now Vex's turn. Okay. So, whew, what do I want to do here? I think I'm just going to start spreading things around a little bit. So, first of all, Mir is still on the ground and directly in front of a red mantis assassin who, though very close, I'm assuming to death, is not in fact dead and may try and put her back in the grave. I don't want that. So Vec is going to use uh, a focus point to cast a little lay on hands. One action. She's right in front of him. Don't have to reach spell. So that's 28 points of healing static. Mir should be at full now. Mir is exactly at full. Hell yeah. And then the cool thing about that, you can go a little faster with Accelerating Touch if you want to, but also you get that plus two to AC. So even though you're on the ground, that should cancel out being on the ground. Then with two remaining actions, he's going to look at both assassins and I'm going to try and intimidate them both. You picked the wrong party to try to assassinate in old Corvosa. We're going to take you out and come for your boss next. No idea who their boss is. <laughs> John Mantis. Yeah, John P. Mantis. All right. Mantis Toboggan. <laughs> Mantis Toboggan. All right. Here comes the first one, natural one. I'm sure that's doing nothing. That does nothing. Um, let's. Ooh. Uh, I didn't select exactly which one. Highs will be on the right. Okay, so that one that was almost dead was the one that I failed against. And now I will try to intimidate the one that is not almost dead. I mean, it's a better roll, but a 25 probably is not going to do anything. No, it doesn't do it. All right. Well, they probably saw through my ruse, but that's my full turn. Okay. Fire spreading. See how far it spreads. Roll a d4 here. Three again. Okay. Figgy's covered in fur. Got one coming. He is. Into a square of Figgy's. Lovely. 
And then I think it's going to do kind of the same squares that it was in. So it's going to, since there's fire on both sides of this assassin, it makes sense that he gets engulfed and then it's going to hit Diego's square as well. So just moving on up. Now that Figgy and Diego are both in the flames as well as the assassin, uh, I need reflex saves. A new, let me give you guys the save in the chat. There it is. Okay. Piggy got a 22. Okay, 22 is a fail. Crit succeeded on the Red Mantis. 27 for Diego. Diego's is a success, so um, looks like Figgy's going to take nine points of damage. Diego's going to take four, and that's going to be reduced by two because of the hazard thing. It's only two points of damage for sitting in fire. That's not too bad. Yeah. Now it is the chirpy red mantis assassin's turn who is going to step down and flank your boy. I assume they're higher level than us. Uh, yes. Well, is it equal to or higher? Let me see. These are creature eights. So if it's equal I, to, then... Equal uh, to or lower, I'm not off guard. Okay, so you're not off guard to him. But he's going to strike at you anyway. That is only a 27. That hits. Okay. For 20 points of damage. And then we'll strike once more. Oh, sorry. Ignore this one because I rolled the full map. There we go. Natural two. Be a big old miss. Uh, that's his full turn. Step, swing, swing. And now I believe he's going to take some bleed. One point of bleed is fully offset by his fast healing. And then uh, we'll roll that recovery check. It was almost a 19, ended up being a nine, no recovery. Sorry, next in the order is Mir. Mir is going to two action cast Pulverizing Cascade that does 10 feet of water. Okay. Uh, And so she's going to do from the chirpy Red Mantis Assassin to the empty square by Vec. Sounds good. So I need a save from uh, the chirpy one. The chirpy one? That is a 36. That's a success. Sounds good. Only a regular success. It's 25 points of damage. He'll take half. And do those two squares of fire go away? Yes, they do. You, you took out my initiative fire square. So let me oh, <laughs> swap it. Yeah, swap it. Swap in there. Okay, perfect. Okay. And then uh, I think with our last action, let's see how that is. Beck is not great, but I, I'm not gonna be able to heal you without a two action heal because you t- take zero healing. Yes, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. T- I mean, if they crit me, I'm going down. But I haven't gone down yet. It would be not ideal. But these guys have their hands full with everybody yeah. else. I don't know. She's, that I have to worry about it yet. She's instead gonna command Figgy to attack twice. Okay. Assume he's attacking the chirpy one. Uh, yes, he will be attacking this chirpy dude, and it's gonna be a jaw then claw. Sounds good. It's gonna be a nine on the eye for twenty-four. Twenty-four doesn't do it. Yeah, we're hoping on the claw. Nat twenty. Hey, there you go. Yeah, that's a crit. Woohoo! That's exciting. All right. Yay! All right. Uh, not the best damage, but thirty points of damage. So. Yeah, that's still pretty good damage. Yes. Should we have put out more fire with that burst? It looks like it's a 10-foot radius. It's, it's 10-foot line. It's supposed to be a 10-foot line. Pull oh, it rising cascade? Check. 
I'll double check. If you wanted to put out that more fire, you're going to have to hurt more that people. Hurt <laughs> I thought it was a... Yeah, you raise a power pair of towering lanes and slam into them. I guess it does say 10-foot burst, but we've been playing as a 10-foot line for a long time, so I don't... I, I thought it's been a 10-foot line. I wonder if it was, like, remastered or something, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, because I, I have that, like... That one maybe memorized. 10-foot burst is huge. For... That's this whole room. Yeah. I would not be able to do it without hitting Biggie and Diego. Well, I'll, I... I'll let you do it the way you did it this one time. Yeah, I won't do it again. But, thank you. Uh, now I need reflex saves from Figgy and Mir. Figgy and Mir, okay. Yeah, let me uh, throw it in the chat. Even though Figgy's in the fire, he needs to? Yeah, he's going to take more damage. Okay, just checking. Uh, 24 for Figgy. Okay, Figgy succeeds. And then 24 for Mir. Okay, so Mir, you take half of this first damage, which is one, so you take one damage. Figgy takes half of this damage, which is... 18. Okay, so you took nine. All right. It is the flexible Red Mantis Assassin's turn. I think he is going to attack at Diego. I don't really know if there's a way for any of them to, like, understand that you're subject to this deny advantage thing. The room's on fire, too. A little <laughs> distracting, even if there was a sign. It's a 31 to hit. That hits. For 19 points of damage. All right. Take another strike. That's a 32. Another hit. Diego is bloodied. For 15 points of damage. And then... I don't really think he can step on the stairs. Clearly sees you guys as, you know, reactionary foes. So doesn't really have much of a choice but to keep the attack coming. Um, that's going to third attack at Diego here. Kind of swing for the fences. That's a 25. That hits because of rage. Thank you, rage. That's 18 points of damage. Okay, ouch. And then the massive bleed. <gasps> Yay! <Kills>. Nice! <laughs> uh, he had three hit points left. Beautiful. Diego is now up. Okay. Diego is going to target the Red Mantis Assassin. The only one left. The chirpy one. With a scythe swing. 27 looks like a hit. 27 does hit. 17 points of slashing uh, and void and a d6 of bleed. And then I think he wants to put his body in between the Assassin and Vec. So he's going to take a step. And then for the first time to try to keep himself up a little bit, he's going to cast Lifelink Surge. Somatic. So he is getting fast healing eight for four rounds now. Awesome. Oh, also, I again forgot to track mirror images. There were a bunch of hits there that... Um, <laughs> so if you're okay with it from here on out, if, if you're gorgeous sure, yeah, tracking yeah. images on going forward, mistake on my part. Yeah, I don't think I missed you, did I? No. Well, you, you missed uh, maybe once a couple rounds ago. That's the only place where mirror image is is tracked to my advantage. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm fine with that. Sylvie, you're up. 
You running into the fire? has that fire-resistant ring. She looks down at it and runs right into the fire to try to tumble through the chirpy red mantis. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to need a reflex save as you enter the fire. Let me give that to you in the chat. Like, actually terrified, just... Made a man bleed to death and then yep. runs, runs into the fire. fire. Got protection though. She's not gonna be completely burned to a crisp. Oh, but I rolled a two on the die for a twenty-two. Yeah, so you will take thirteen points of fire damage, which will be reduced to three okay. for you. Not too bad. And she will attempt that tumble through. Sounds good. Yes. You got it. All right. In a state of panache, Sylvie again tries to use her bleeding finisher and strikes out with her rapier, trying to stab and then give it a little twist. Okay. That is a 31. 31 is a hit, even with off guard. That is 21 points of damage. You skewer him. Yeah. Yeah. However, the combat is not over. The room is on fire, and the structural damage to Vencarlo's house is becoming apparent. You will need to put this out, or his house will likely burn down. There could be more clues here. Yeah. There's a whole room we haven't been in. That there is. Uh, uh, that's unless there's turn, a right? single action she can use to try to put out the fire. Oh. You can step out of it. Yeah. That's a good plan. She steps back where the uh, flexible red mantis assassin was right next to Gaken. Okay. It is Vex's turn. Oh, I don't know what to do now. This is a situation that I'm very useless for. I think he might just run out of the room. There's a door right behind I guess, you. Yeah, I guess he's gonna help. He'll, he'll turn around and pop that door open. It could be a bathroom with water. Hey. You pop the door open and you see Ven Carlo's, what looks like his bedroom. Uh, you think, you know, if like Mir wants to do these big water mm-hmm. effects in the room, you can maybe like hop in there and hunker. Yeah, so kind of along those lines, he turns, opens the door. Hey, it looks like this is his bedroom. If you can try putting out the fire, great. I'm going to hide in here. And if you can't put it out, maybe I find a clue in the meantime. So, he, <laughs> so he's going to run in, and then I'll just do, like, a quick one-action perception check real quick. You want to do a seek? See. Yeah. I mean, sure, give me a seek. Worst, if not close to the worst perception in the party, but, hey, what else am I going to do? Natural 20! <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you, you find it here. There is, uh, to the north of the room, what appears to be a, like, hidden slide door, like a couple of, maybe not a door, but like a couple mm-hmm. of planks in the wall. Uh, so you think, you know, obviously you need more actions to check it out, but you think there's probably something hiding back yeah. there. Hey, there's a secret door here. I wonder if he had some sort of, I don't know, <laughs> secret identity, a thing that he would be trying to hide from others. Give me six seconds and I'll check it out. All right, it is back to the fire's turn. I'm going to see how many squares it spreads to. That is two squares. It's going to, I think, spread back to the middle because it makes sense that there's um, 
you know, flammable material inside of the fireplace, and then we'll spread again to, well, neither one's going to matter, I guess, Chris. It'll spread to Diego instead of Kagan. Sure. <laughs> I guess it could continue spreading in Figgy Square, too. But... All right. So I need a reflex from Diego. Let me give you the... This time, I'll use my warding tattoo's reaction. When something like a hazard tries to make me roll a saving throw, I'm going to get a uh, plus one status bonus to the throw and another, I guess, resistance five in total to environment hazard damage. Awesome. Saves right above that warding tattoo. Yeah, there you go. 24. 24 is a success, so you're going to take half of this. Half 13. Right. Six. So you only one. One point. <laughs> Very good. Not bad at all. Mir, it is your turn. Yep. It is my turn. Would you like to perhaps delay? I am. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll delay until after Diego. Figgy's also in fire. I know, but I you can go command with him. Figgy. You, yeah. Okay. Diego, go ahead. Okay. Diego is going to command. Gaken to move out of the way. Also, I get a little fast healing at the start of this turn, so eight hit points back. Nice. Gaken is going to move down the stairs. Diego is going to move over to the secret door that Vac was looking at and try to open it, because there's not much he can do for fires either. You open the door and find like a little stash space and a iron coffer in here. There looks like an iron chest in this space. I could try to carry it out of here if we need to uh, to to leave with it. At least it wouldn't burn in the fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's Diego's turn. Okay. Mir. Alright, Piggy's gonna act on his own to run down the stairs. Can you even get down the stairs? Squeeze. Yeah, he's gonna be squeezing, but... Okay, that counts as difficult terrain. He can get into that, like, first bit. This is getting uncomfortable for us, standing at the top of the stairs. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I don't really know that he can end this action. I don't know how to, I don't know squares. what to do. You, need, you would need to command him to double move. That's the only way you're getting him out of this room. If I do that, I can't get rid of the fire in one go. Are you worried about damaging Figgy uh, in the fire? Because if, if you completely eliminate the fire and he's just in the way, then we can just heal him up after. None of the stuff that she can use to put out fire doesn't also do damage in that square. So yeah. you're going to damage Figgy if you put out the fire in a square. Right. So if, but if we end... Like with a major damage. I know, but if we end the combat, uh, if we end the fire, then we can just heal him up after. If it's not going to be damaged, like puts him down. I, there's no there's no way that I can feel justified doing that. Like it's it would be the equivalent of like, yeah, I'm going to power wash my cat. <laughs> Like it's that's what I'm doing. That's like gonna. If, if your cat walked into uh, car washes with you on a regular basis, but he doesn't. This one does. Piggy just walks into getting damaged all the time. He's used to it now. He likes it maybe even if we asked him. No, he doesn't. It's the like bedroom. It. All right, all right. Did he walk into the bedroom. Oh, okay. I only no, see a corner of it. No. <laughs> Diego, close the door. Close the door. <laughs> Yeah, I don't because he can't stand in a single square, so I don't know how he even gets down the stairs. Besides, there's crazy. a window. He could jump out the window, break it, and jump out. Right. That's what I'm saying. If you if you want him out of the room, 
He can double I'll, move you down know the what? stairs. I'll, I'll command him to double move. I thought that I had the... I thought that I was already... I forgot that I wasn't standing, so it's not like it's going to matter anyway. So I'll com- double command him to double move down the stairs. Okay. So then Mira is on the ground, and she's going to cast a third level spell, Crashing Wave, which is a 30-foot cone. So it does it start on my square or like the corner, uh, like one of the corners of my square? You can start it on like any of your corners, I believe. Okay. So you could whoever like, did that? Thank you. Gets all all but one. That's what I was looking to yeah, try to do. Yeah, it's just that top one that you can't get, right? Yeah. So I cannot get the top corner, but I can get the rest and with the crashing wave. Yeah, I mean that's that's six of the seven. That's a massive. Mm-hmm. Or seven yeah. of the eight. That's a that's a massive go. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, and you know Sylvie could probably go and beat the other fire with her cloak. Now that it's which she's next. So right. So I'm gonna say you guys are out of combat. Woo! And Van Carlos' house didn't burn down, which is important. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Those expensive, but we we did not burn it down. Yeah, at least something survived. The Orsini Academy burnt down. I wonder if the two are connected. <laughs> You would definitely think they are because Sylvie, you recognize after you've kind of figured out what the smell is, you recognize it's the same smell you've smelt in the ashes mm. of the Orsini Academy. So it's that distilled so, alchemist fire. Van uh, Carlo was definitely the target here, burning down his academy and then trying to burn down his house. Yes. So I want to raise a, a troubling point here. I don't think I'll have the answer to it, but we obviously know that the Red Mantis assassins are in league with the Queen, right? But why are they targeting Ven Carlo? Are they targeting Ven Carlo because the Queen knows that Ven Carlo is associated with us and she wants to off us? Or are they targeting Ven Carlo because she knows that he knows where the Seneschal is and maybe a step mm. ahead of us? Hmm. We might not have even been the target here in his house. Maybe Precisely. they were waiting for him to come He back. is a Precisely. man of many connections. He does have quite a bit of power with those, uh, with the influence that he has. I mean, if Cressida knew about the connection, who's to say that one of the Queen's spies didn't hear it too? We could already be a step behind. Or maybe this was just a hit put out on us or something. But little convenient, I don't know question as we're looking around the house is there anything here we can detect that makes us think that Vincarlo was here recently uh you do you think the opposite okay it seems like the the signs that you were seeing downstairs you already got like vibes that he hadn't like nobody had been here for days not even not even within the past week potentially potentially judging by like the complete destruction and smoldering of the academy if it happened around the same time you'd say you know at least a couple days all right which would also line up with the timeline of his last letter like four or five days ago yeah as we keep exploring the house that's one thing i want to um be cognizant of it is if we see any traces that make us think that like or things that we think that Vincala would have interacted with here uh before he left do we want to look at the bodies yeah. maybe there's a clue on that yeah yeah you can loot the red mantis bodies let me just and there is a bag of holding in this iron coffer that has uh, it's several... supposed to be locked. Oh, okay. Back. This iron coffer is locked, and I'd love to know what's inside. I can try and open it. I think steal from him right now. We could wait, but mm, we're clues. We could open it for clues <laughs> yes. and then relock it. 
like Sylvie, that that is the entire reason we're here. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. We are likely going to find him before he comes back here, I'm guessing. And we don't want the people to loot his stuff. I'd rather that we possess the items and get them back to him versus... Right? We don't even have to use the items, but... <laughs> well, we could use them in the time being, but when we find him, we can give them back. But give them in, in good condition? Yes. Uh, for all we know, it could be empty. Why not just I guess desperate out? times call for desperate yeah. measures. A- again, the reason we're here. Are the uh, assassins lootable for you guys? Oh, I can open the bloody spots on the floor. Yes. Yep, that's what oh, we're supposed yeah. to do. Oh, yeah. There we go. Okay. There should only be two, right? Yep, there should only be two. Hmm. These sawtooth weapons they were carrying seem unusual to me. I will post the skill checks to the chat. All right. Doing one at a time. I just posted the um, sawtooth saber. Okay. Yes. Sylvie succeeded immediately. It's just a plus one striking sawtooth saber. And the mask. Oops. All right. Vec immediately succeeded. Woo. That is a mask of the mantis, which essentially functions like a demon mask. Ah, I can throw those things in the stash. Let me identify all of them for you. Who's the other body? Yeah. Oh, there's also a dark vision elixir. Yep, there's some dark vision elixirs in there, which you guys have already seen. You threw them all in the stash. Yep, in the other. Okay, back to this box. It looks like you're gonna have to do some significant thievery to get in here. Okay, Sylvie, what's yours? I have a plus 15. All right. I will aid you. Attempt, I guess. In my experience, people who lock things don't want the people to get in them, so I'll, I walk away just in case it explodes or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got a 19. I did not add that in. To aid. Mm. That critically aids, right? Sure. Yes. What level are you? Eight. No, I mean, what level of trained? Trained. All right, so okay, that would unfortunately only be a 23. Yeah, 23, you, you break your lockpick. Uh, oh. Maybe we do not open it now. We could take it with us. Is it? <laughs> she broke the lockpick on purpose. I saw it. <laughs> How much does the, uh, does the whole iron coffer weigh? Are there any, like, drawers in the desk with oh. key in them, by the way? Oh, yeah. We could, we could, do you have more than one lockpick? Yeah, we, I mean, I've yeah, got lockpicks. Is. There's more than one lockpick in a thief's tools, uh, but no, you don't find any keys in the drawers. I have a ring of keys on my sh- character sheet. I don't know what from. Well, I, not can, this. House. I can try one more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also have infiltrator thieves tools. Which are better. Yeah, they're plus oh, one you bo- like item bonus. Those? I can step aside. Maybe you guys could each try yeah, once. I can, you know, I can roll. I can try to aid. Too. Ah, a 19, so I don't aid. Hey, that's a 25. You don't break a lockpick, but you don't get in. I'm trying again. I'm just going to roll a bit. And and because I have Infiltrator, I'm pretty sure when they break, it's not a huge deal anyways. Sylvie aids you this time. Okay, cool. That would be 25, then 26. I mean, you think you could also crowbar this open, but this is a really high quality lock. Okay, yeah. All right, well. I keep rolling 11s. Yeah, you need like a 19. Yeah, like the first roll I did for the <laughs> aid. All right. Well, I could always try to crowbar it open. Yep, make an athletics. All right. Do you have a crowbar? I do, which would give me uh, I, or just make sure I don't take a, a penalty to the yep. check. All right. Let me 
Nope, 23 total. You want to keep going? Sure, yeah, I'll just keep trying to force it open. You have the highest bonus resting. of a plus 18. Oh 34. Meets beats. Oh, so Diego with a with a nice massive snap, the 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 metal of the lock breaks open under his muscular grip. Uh you find a bag of holding within. Mm. Bag of holding type 2. Aha. Uh-huh. That in the party stash. Nothing in the bag of holding. I'll check. It feels like it's pretty full. Feels feels pretty pretty <laughs> damn full. Oh, the hang on. Oh, dang it. The the bag of holding did not uh when I when I pulled it over, it didn't take all its stuff with it. So it Oh, all the stuff's in the box now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Well, we can start identifying, identifying things. It, yeah. Wow. Sure. It looks like an- there's a cloak and shoes. Uh, Sylvie, you recognize this immediately as Blackjack's what uniform. What a surprise! Oh. <laughs> uh, the rest of you uh, catch on eventually that, oh, this is definitely Blackjack's outfit. We've seen him before. Mm. Strange that Vincarlo would have his Blackjack's outfit at his house. Was he holding it for him for some reason? Must have been. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't tell you, Sylvie. You were so close, and then he absconded with you in blackjack gear. I I wouldn't be surprised if they're good friends. I mean, they're they're both good swordsmen, right? Perhaps they're even better than friends. Perhaps they're lovers. (laughs) Or or brothers. Maybe both. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) We don't know what we don't know. All options are on the table. Uh... But uh, at this point, uh, I think it is best that you all know as well. They they are the same person, and I uh, I did know. My God! This is uh, if the queen knew, this would be another reason to target him as well. But I cannot be sure that is the reason. But it could be part of it. All the more reason we can't let this stuff stay here for the queen to find in Vincarlo's house. I, I hope this is not the only, only copy that he has. I am worried if he has been gone a long time without it. Are you thinking that we should split up the gear if, if we end up using it in the time being so that we don't have a a blackjack or should, should we have a blackjack? Mm. You know, I guess we have got the choice now. Well, a blackjack is quite the figure of hope for those that do not have it. If blackjack is sighted, maybe that would give the people something to rally behind? Under the realm of this emperor, too. This might be helpful to get the people out and away from them. Are you suggesting that one of us wears the blackjack costume? I... Well, I think there's only one person for the job. Who else would be completely easily mistaken as Blackjack but Diego? <laughs> I see no fault in your logic. All right. I think he wear a size small. Yeah, I think a double X. But we're going to squeeze you in. I spend quite a bit of time training to... Perfect. You can help me put on the, the ah, gear. Yes, there is a bit of uh, lacing in the back. It is like a corset. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, it fit him just fine. Got him. Got him. 
Yeah, but I think it could make sense for for Sylvie to have some of this. Uh, if we don't even know what it does, though. Yeah, you know? it's, it's less about what it does. I was more thinking if we and, needed a symbol, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I I think we should split it up if for good party loot. But if we're gonna go in and so be a symbol, mechanically, then we can't. Sylvie split has it up. trained right. as a vigilante, so she could take on this persona. Yeah. So if she has all, yeah, like mechanically, yeah. she has. So the she could take all of it. This. Yeah, and then essentially become blackjack which i i think also makes sense in the story as a whole it does and this is all well and good but i just want to know what the loot does i want to see it okay well start identifying okay uh sylvie knows what this is because it's the same sword that you were trained with or trained against is a plus two striking Whoa. silver rapier wow. holy cow nice that is a nice weapon yeah uh, Sylvie and Mir identify this item. It is what's known as an arachnid harness. This one in full black, matching Blackjack's, the rest of Blackjack's attire. Oh, yeah. It's a plus one resilient leather armor that has four knobbed ribs that wrap around the torso. The armor grants you resistance five to poison damage. In addition, at command, once per, for every 10 minutes, the ribs from the armor can spread into functional spider limbs. For one minute, you gain a climb speed equal to half your land speed and have your limbs free as you climb. If you use all your free limbs to help you climb, your climb speed equals your land speed. Whoa. Nice. That's so cool. Dope. Anything you got up and down walls so quick. You can check out the cloak. Uh, once again, Mir and Sylvie recognize this cloak. This is a Black cloak of elven kind. Uh, cloak is has a voluminous hood embroidered with trim and symbols significant in elven culture. The cloak allows you to cast the ghost sound cantrip as an innate arcane spell. When you adjust the cloak's clasp, the cloak transforms to match the environment around you and muffles your sounds, granting you a plus one item bonus to stealth checks. And then uh, once per day... You can draw the hood up and gain the effects of invisibility with the spell's normal duration or until you pull it, put the hood back down, whichever comes first. If you're also wearing boots of elven kind, you can activate the ability Ooh. twice per day. Oh, and they're also unusual boots. <laughs> yeah. Appears to be a match set. <laughs> oh, interesting. What I wonder what those be? could be. So you, I don't really need you to identify these. They are boots of <laughs> elven kind. Black boots of elven kind, which give you... A plus one item bonus to acrobatics checks, and once per hour, you can activate them, which allows you to, until the end of your turn, ignore difficult terrain when moving on the ground. If you're wearing a cloak of elven kind, you also gain a five-foot status bonus to your land speed until the end of your turn. Very nice. All right. So yes, it very much appears as a set. Uh, You do notice that the gloves are missing. Because ah. you are wearing the gloves, Sylvie. That would make sense. He gave them when, to when her the gloves with when the map oh, when we were taking Trinia away. Well, now I oh, have yeah. the whole set, but I am worried of what this means for Ven Carlo. This is a lot of really good stuff to leave behind. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. certainly is. But yes, if you are taking the set, then you can certainly. Uh, take on the persona of Blackjack, the vigilante. Uh, However, I would say the rest of your gear should probably go back into party loot. 
if you have uh, some of those slots, uh, because it is quite yeah, a bit of. I will be moving some of my other other weapons over and and runes over because this is a lot of gear. Yes. Neat. Before moving, I'm looking at the party sheet. You have nearly nine thousand gold in value. <laughs> I got thirty seven hundred. Oh boy. The yeah. wealth gap in here is unbelievable. Well, the well, rich again, over the poor. <laughs> there's there's some items that, you know, like as they become a level higher yeah. are like like realistically, it added ten or it added a thousand gold to the price of that rapier mm-hmm. to make it silver. Yeah, because it's yeah. like the because it's like it, the the it's scaling. Not, it's not linear, it's grade. almost like exponential yeah. or something, where the yeah. more things you put on something, it gets so, way so more like expensive. you know, it's it's a thousand gold to have that be silver, yeah. which will be useful yeah. for like you know, very few things. This, right? this is just looking at the dollar figure with zero context. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, uh, once someone in the party has a level 10 item, uh, they now have twice the loot of everyone else. We, ha- we had that same thing in uh, in Carrying Crown when my character got the, the book and it's like, this is a wondrous item that you can't even put a price tag on. Like, it's like, what's the average, uh, like, like, if like, Mark Zuckerberg walks in the room. It's like, well, the average like wealth of a person in this room is in the billions, but the four other people in the room are not billionaires, you know? Right, yeah. Um, I assume as you guys are kind of sorting through this, you're doing some healing. Yes. Yeah. I'm just going to be refocusing and continually pumping. I would also like to refocus. People. Like if there's no pressure on time, we can probably get everybody up in an hour or less with yeah without issue because i can heal two people at once too mm-hmm. and like yeah no. oh why don't you tell me how far you get in 30 minutes okay i'll actually roll then uh where is everyone's health like who needs healing diego's at like half vex at yep. like a third okay so mir's gonna come out here with vex and gaken and is going to just heal both of them at once and i can now heal myself 24 hit points for every 10 minutes with my lifelink surge thing. I just need to be refocusing mm-hmm. Okay. again. So if I can get 20 minutes, that'll be 48 uh, in, points for me. In 30 minutes, okay. I can dump 84 hit points into the party, whoever that ends up being. And now I'm only down like 15, 20. So like one, one lay on hands can get me up. Well, I just did a treat wounds on Gaken. And oh, I just need to actually, and I hit the 30 that I was going for, so I just need to actually roll it. Okay. The Yeah, so I think you guys pretty much and got to full. Sophie would like to use yeah. the uh, Wand of Teeming Ghosts for the day to uh, get some temporary hit points. Nice. Okay. That's 40 to Vec and Gaken. Okay, we are definitely tapped. In then 10 at, minutes. And in, uh, in less than half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you're kind of sifting through this stuff and healing, um, at about a half an hour, you hear commotion out on the street. And Sylvie, you hear a somewhat familiar voice uh, yell up to the house. Uh, Sylvie, I saw you go in there. I could use some help out here. It's your old pal, Heyman. And I think we'll continue oh. the cruise campaign next. Oh. Right. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2008. 
Curse of the Crimson Throne and Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, and their respective logos, characters, and artwork are property of Paizo and used with permission. If you enjoy this show, consider listening to our other Pathfinder 2e show, The Hideous Laughter Podcast, and supporting us on Patreon, where you can get exclusive access to our other actual play content.